Hi, I'm Vanessa Parsons. And I'm Naomi Conroy. We are the founders of Groomer Nation. You're listening to the Groomer Nation podcast, where here we will bring you expert teachers and mindful leaders. We will discuss powerful and informative ideas for grooming and personal growth. Groomer Nation, educating and connecting groomers. I'm so excited today. I have a good friend of mine, Shannon Ball here, who is an industrial relations advisor who specialises in advice for small businesses and medium-sized businesses. Welcome, Shannon. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm so excited because I have so many human resources questions for you. And you have some amazing offers for our Grumination members, which I'll get to. But firstly, um, I want to know a little bit about you. How did you get into human resources? Um, So I did my law degree and then I moved into the fitness industry and ended up managing the gyms and managing... Um, about 50 staff, 100 contractors, and then from there I went into working for EmployShop, which is an advisor um, system for small to medium businesses across any industry in the country. Okay, EmployShop. So when do you find time for that? Because you're also a dog groomer. Yes, so I work on the night shift. So okay. if Amazing. anyone's a client of EmployShop, they generally get me in the night times. Okay, do you get many dog groomers ringing EmployShaw for advice? We get a lot of vets, dog groomers, um, dog walking places, anything. Like we get people from every industry in Australia, but we do especially have a lot of vets. Okay, and what kind of questions do, I guess, dog groomers ask? What's what the most common kind of scenarios they need help with? Um, it's usually staff management. So having staff is a big risk to a business. Um, there's general protections risks, there's underpayment risks, there's unfair dismissal risks. So it's just, it's a huge financial burden on a business to both have the staff and manage the staff. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so what are some of the benefits um, of businesses becoming EmployShore clients? So EmployShore, who I work for, um, assists you in the management of your staff from hiring to firing to disciplinaries, redundancies, Um, management of their behaviours. We assist you with creating all of the documentation that you need from an employment relations perspective, like contracts, um, your employee handbook, which is a really important document to make sure that your staff are aware of the expectations in the workplace, as well as assisting you with advice if you have a problematic staff member, if you want to fire someone, um, all of that kind of stuff. We do all your documentation for you. Wow, that's really cool. Okay, so one of the questions that I see a lot, I guess, on socials is if you're a business and you're trialling, say, a new employee during an interview um, and you want to see how good they are as a groomer and you ask them to come in and do a groom for you, is that trial, that trial groom, um, to be paid for? If you are asking somebody to do something that you would ordinarily pay another person to do in a paid capacity, then the answer is that you should likely be paying them. Okay, so if they come and groom a dog, you should be expected to pay that. You should be expected to pay them for the casual rate for the number of hours that they're there. Then you also need to be mindful that whatever award is applicable for your business, you also need to apply by the minimum number of casual hours for a shift. Okay, that's excellent. So um, you mentioned awards. So at the moment, as far as I'm aware, we as dog groomers are under the miscellaneous award. Is that correct? So generally speaking, yes, dog groomers would be covered by the miscellaneous award. 
But there are lots of other factors at play, like do you have anything else within the business? Are you selling selling retail stock? Um, what percentage of the job role, what percentage of the business is actually doing dog grooming as opposed to other things? So your business structure, business activities, all of your staff, it's all going to play a part in which award is, is most applicable. Because there's another award that we could fall under and that would be the retail uh, well, if you were selling retail things, yes. But if there are any other aspects to your business that need to be taken into consideration, there are hundreds of awards. So okay. it's really important that you diagnose which award by your business type specifically. Okay, because that can be quite confusing for some employees. Which is another thing that EmploySure does is we sit down and we do a big intake interview with you. We find out about your business structure, your business activities, and then we diagnose your award for you. Okay, cool. Another topic that um, seems to be swirling around is contractors in a grooming facility. Mm -hmm. How would that work? What kind of benefits would there be for both employers and contractors? So um, contractors... A lot of staff would prefer to be contractors because it makes outgoing expenses tax deductible. So they can have more dollars in their hand at the end of the week. Um, It also gives you the ability to terminate them at any time because there is no such thing as unfair dismissal for a contractor. But that being said, there are risks associated with letting someone act in a contractual capacity when really they should be an employee. Okay, so how do you determine what's what? Well, there is some questionnaires that you can do online. Um, at Employsure, we would help you determine how big of a risk it would be to have someone as a contractor, but things like, are they using their own tools? Do they pay you rent? Do you tell them when and where to come to work? What times? Do you audit the performance? Do you tell them what's good, what's not good? Okay. Um, all of those things are going to impact whether or not they are a contractor. Yeah. Okay. All right, so there's a lot of research to do there. Um, all right, so what about contracts in general? So is it generally recommended that employers have contractual agreements with employees? So there is no legal requirement for a contract. So you technically don't have to have one because you can come to a verbal agreement. Okay. But the contract is one of the biggest protective factors in an employment relationship for the employer. It gives you the ability to state days, times, terms and conditions of the contract, termination periods, um, hourly rates, the award. So all of those protective factors are in there. Um, You can also have things like um, how things are going to look when you end the employment relationship. Are they going to be allowed to compete? Are you going to have non-compete clauses? So all of that kind of thing, you really want to set that out in your in your um, employment contracts. Yeah, and you recommend they be written or you seek advice through Absolutely. legal entities. Yeah. Every company is different and the way that each company wants the employment relationship to look like is different. So it's really important that you have personalised contracts for that, for that yeah, reason. Yeah, you can't just download them and have that standard one. Yeah. You need to put some personalisation into it. Okay, that's really good advice. Um, now, tell us all about Super. And what are some of the things, I guess, employers and employees need to know about super? So super is really important. Um, Not paying your staff the right amount of super is one of the few things that um, an employer can actually be taken for for their personal finances. Okay. So super is a hugely important one. Super is on the increase at the moment. It's sitting at 10. um, And there are incremental increases over the next couple of years until it reaches 12%. 
Right. So if you're paying your staff above the award rate and they're, they're on a salary and those things are inclusive, it means that their wage rate will take on ownership of the percent increases. So how you're structuring things is another protective factor. Are you going to make things inclusive or exclusive of super? Are you only paying the base award rate or are you including things like annual leave loading so you don't have to work that out when they go on holidays? Yeah, okay, cool. Gosh, there's so many things, I guess, for both sides. Employers, employees need to be really aware of when entering into a workspace. Yeah, There's definitely. a lot of stuff. And I know things are changing. So what's going to happen in – so at the moment we're in June 2022. Mm-hmm. There's changes coming up there next is. month. Yep. So every year we have an annual wage increase. Um, it's announced on the 1st of July. So it's really important that employers check – that out because if people are being paid the base rate, they need to make sure that they're still being paid correctly. Um, But things have been different with COVID and things in employment relations are so fluid, they just change day to day. For example, instead of all of the wage increases being structured from 1st of July last year, they were staggered across the year. So it was really important to know what industry applied to you, which award, and then was there an increase? How much was it? And when was it staggered? Yeah, great. So much to be up to date on, isn't there? There is. Um, I wanted to pick your brain about, I guess, traineeships. So I'm pretty sure I'm aware that there's two types of traineeships. There is the school age and the adult traineeships um, available. How do they work? Well, we are in a bit of a difficult industry, unfortunately. Um, dog groomers still aren't a very recognised qualification. So unfortunately, we do miss out on some of the funding that other areas get. Um, You can still do traineeships and apprenticeships, but instead of getting federal and state-based funding, you're usually only eligible for federal. Okay. So for example, if you want to take on an an adult um, apprenticeship, then you can do that by going through an apprenticeship provider found on business.gov.au, one that I've personally used as Apprenticeship Support Australia, and you can reach out to them to get them to assist you with onboarding your apprentice. Um, The unfortunate thing is that you do have to pay for the course, whereas that's often included. Yeah, so those courses can be found um, through RTOs like Heinegger, and they just need to, I guess, nominate that. and I think that you can reach out to a few people and get more advice on that because there's a lot of grey areas when it comes to traineeships. There is but it's a good lot. to know they're available now. Yeah, no, they're definitely available. Um, they're just not done very often. And as a result, sometimes you need to look around a little bit. But Apprenticeship Support Australia was really good. Um, and you can reach out to them and have a chat with them. Um, and then, like I said, you pay for your Heinegger course. You know, I used Heinegger for my apprentice and then um, you get a 50% wage subsidy at the moment. So it's really okay. beneficial. Oh, that's really good. And I know you've put through um, the Grumination shop online a fact sheet that's downloadable about traineeships. Um, for anybody that's interested, they can um, purchase the downloadable details um, and save it there when they're ready to, I guess, sign someone up for a traineeship. So thank you for that. No worries. It's really good. And that brings me to my next um, topic. We also have, courtesy of you, an employee starter pack, downloadable, available through the Grumination shop as well, um, for $9.95, and it's reusable. So what's included in that? Yep, so it's a really useful starter pack. Um, As I said before, a contract isn't actually required by law. 
but there are some things that are required by law that you give to your employee when they first start. So what I've done is I have created a checklist that you can pop onto a manila folder. And when you're onboarding someone, you go through that checklist and check all of those things off to make sure that you've met those requirements. I've also attached the PDF links for all of those requirements. And I've also created for you an employee starter pack sheet Um, that asks for all of the details required to input your employee into your bookkeeping system like Xero. Wow, that's really good. So it's all there. Yeah. So you don't have to go online searching all different avenues for all the forms and stuff. That's really cool. Um, I love that actually. And I'm so excited about this one because I'm going to take you up on this offer. Anyone that's a Groomer Nation member um, through our Evolving Pet Groomer membership or subscriptions, they will, if they want, receive a 20-minute free phone call with you um, and in that phone call, what can, what can they ask you? So if they're having a specific employment relations issue, I can chat with them about what some potential options could be, if that's what's most pressing. Um, if they're wanting to talk about, you know, why they may want to go with EmployeeSure or something like that, talk through their, their business structure, um, why I'd recommend it or not recommend it, I'm happy to talk about those things as well. Okay, that's really useful. So perhaps maybe if they're having a question about awards or loading or holidays or anything like that exactly any wage related things um obviously it wouldn't be protected advice like it would be if you're a client of employee sure but i can definitely give general advice yeah that's awesome um one last question because i have a lot of students that are going to be going to interviews in the next few weeks months Mm -hmm. and years um what's some advice you might have for somebody that's going to go to a, a new salon and try and get a job. What, what would you recommend? That How do they present themselves? What kind of things should they convey? Um, I would always recommend dressing professionally. Even yeah. if you're not going to be doing it on the job, dress professionally. Uh, bring a copy of your resume with you. Make sure that you have recent work references. Or if you've never worked before, make sure that you have character references instead. Um, if you have any written references, bring those along. And I think probably the most important thing is to answer the questions as honestly as you can. Employers, and you as well, you want to really know the type of relationship that you're going to be getting into. Um, Have standard answers ready, like, you know, um, what's one of your best features? What's something that you think is holding you back at work? Where do you see yourself in five years? All those types of things that all employers ask. Have your answers pre-prepared. And I would also make sure that if there is a contract, make sure that you take that contract home, read it, question anything that you don't like or agree with and give the employer the opportunity to change it. Mm -hmm. All contracts are amendable. So make sure you know what you're signing up for and that you're not finding out too far down the track. Yeah, that's great advice. It's really good. Okay, I'm so excited for this. Thank you. Hopefully um, I can get you on board for another... Um, podcast and we can tackle some more topics to do with human resources and yeah thank you so much no worries thank you groomer nation community for listening with your hosts naomi and vanessa we hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you can use to help grow your grooming knowledge and be the best version of yourself if you're keen to see and learn more tips and tricks, be sure to head over to www.groomernation.com.au and don't forget to like us on the socials.